9917. It's time for X's and O's with Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell on the Minnesota Vikings radio network. Now from the TCO studios in Egan, here is the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. The inaugural edition of X's and O's with Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell is in the air. For 2023, we have the Buccaneers coming up this weekend, and I'm Paul Allen. This is courtesy of the Minnesota Lottery. Welcome, KFAN, and welcome, Vikings.com. Kevin is into his second season as head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Any, any kind of a different feel for you? coming up to this i mean obviously now that you've done it for a full year yeah. i've heard you talk about the defense and maybe i you know should should have looked at this and stuff like that just put that whole thing together and how you feel right now up to this bucks game compared to the green bay game last year yeah i think you know anytime you have a chance to you know experience things in a lot of ways i've been doing this for a while and but not as the head coach not as the you know truly in charge of everything and and i think uh, the comfort level I feel, um, you're always going to have angst going into a season. There's always going to be unknowns. Uh, but just the comfort level I feel overall, uh, not only within my role, um, but with, you know, bringing in flow and, and being able to lean on his leadership. Uh, Matt Daniels with the special teams group that, uh, you know, did, uh, continues to do a great job there, bringing, bringing a major, major part of our team along. And then just offensively, um, you know, having our staff together and, and being able to go through a full process of evaluating last season. You know, we did a lot of really good things. There were a lot of areas we really wanted to focus on. And then ultimately, you know, getting into the nitty-gritty of game planning and, and what you feel like as the head coach it's going to take to win the game in all three phases. I feel very comfortable, um, you know, not only going through that evaluation process, but then when we put the plans into motion, articulate to the team how we need to get that done, practice the right ways uh, to make sure we're preparing our guys, and then we turn them loose uh, 12 noon at U.S. Bank Stadium. How, how would you describe just in totality, I know things change offensively and defensively, but Brian Flores' defense, Yep. like how would you describe it? Well, I think, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, if you really get down to the bare bones of it, um, it's not that much different than how I would describe our offense as far as trying to apply pressure with the different tools that we have um, at our disposal, using our personnel to maximize all 11 uh, guys that we put on the field, and then ultimately being you know, a situationally based team defense that allows us to try to take away some things that our opponents do well. Uh, make them go to their off-speed pitches, all while having um, awareness uh, that catastrophe could happen at any time with the uh, style that we play, uh, where we're not going to sit back and just kind of play, you know, even though things sometimes can look good on a chalkboard, in the end, playing defensive football is about aggression, it's about tackling, it's about violence at the line of scrimmage, and, and then it's about just trying to confuse the not only the quarterback on the other side, but it, our, our defensive scheme will limit the amount of offense that we will see uh, just because of the problems that we can cause. Rookie corner, Makai Blackman, he, he's all business, yep. isn't he? He's just like straightforward business. Yeah, he's, uh, he's been great from day one. And I don't know if uh, he's been extra comfortable just coming uh, with Jordan Addison from, uh, you know, from USC, but those guys have both been great. But I, I really love the way Makai has really <laughs> fit into the role of, you know, kind of being a guy that can play inside, he can play outside. 
Um, he's, he's shown to be a good tackler in space. He's shown a lot of the things that we had hoped, and, and he's kind of taken on an NFL approach, mm. uh, which is not always the case with rookies, and rightly so. Uh, but the transition for Makai has been a smooth one. Um, now my challenge to him is can you, you know, can you replicate preparation equaling good performances on Sunday and then mm. through the grind of, for the first time in his life, playing 17-plus games, hopefully. Well, well speaking of transitioning, and, and I may be, you know, over for exemplifying this or, or stretching it a little bit, but I, I might not be either with Josh Metellus. I mean, that I'll never forget seeing him on the sideline at Soldier Field when, when he got that C, when you gave him the yeah. captain, he wears the C, which is big here in the state of hockey. Um, and, and it, I mean, it was like life-changing yeah. for him, you know, that day and then some things he said in the off-season and watching him through the off-season. Don't, don't you just love stories like Metellus? I love stories like Metellus for so many reasons pa but you know I, I i don't know if you can have enough guys like josh on a football team uh what is he it's incredibly tough he's in he loves playing the game of football he loves whatever role you give him whatever assignment you give him um he's going to go out there and he's going to do everything in his physical power um to to do the things that he does well and i think that's where coaching comes into play and allowing josh's versatility to come to life before our very eyes uh, he's always been an absolute demon on special teams for mm. people to deal with and that can carry over to the defensive side and that can still maintain um on that special teams phase that he's on um but i think the coolest thing has just been watching him feel comfortable in our environment our culture here really thriving as a leader um teammates voted him pretty darn close to unanimous as a captain wow and he spoke to the team during training camp just all these ways um, that the respect level for a player like Josh, um, it is what it is based upon how he plays the game of football, but yep. then when people watch him work and, and, and how much he's become a mentor of some sorts to a lot of the younger players on our team, and, and really also pushing some of our veterans to be at their best, and um, I, I just can't say enough about Josh. And, and you know, this is an, another little bit of a stretch, but the offensive version of Josh is kind of C.J. Ham. Yep. You know, he's undrafted. He's yep. had to work for every single thing. When you got here, you guys didn't roster a fullback on the Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams. Yep. So I'm kind of like, hey, you know, but then he makes the team. He's sticking around. He's a captain. I mean, C.J. Ham, is it best to describe him as the consummate teammate? Yeah, consummate teammate, consummate pro. Uh, so versatile with what he brings to our offense and how we can play the game a lot of different ways. Um, I think, you know, when I think of CJ, I think of some of those players. I think coaching in this league, uh, it's great what you know and what you have experience with. That is, that is a great starting point. Um, but truly being a coach that can adapt and evolve to highlight your players that uh, you feel that that give you a great chance to have success and be versatile and multiple and how you want to play and and we've been able to do that with CJ you know quite honestly I wish we could have did it more in year one mm -hmm. um, but uh, CJ knows uh, you know we've grown and adapted together and, and he's had a big role in that and I'm really excited to just see the way his impact on our team fullbacks it doesn't always show up on the stat sheet but 
um, Minnesota Vikings fans can be very confident knowing we've got a player like CJ as part of our offense. And, and keeping it, this is Kevin O'Connell, X's and O's, courtesy of the Minnesota Lottery, KFAN, your home for Vikings football, the Vikings Radio Network, and Vikings.com, Vikings and Bucks, noon Sunday on the fan, pregame at 10. Uh, sticking with the backfield, your, your play action game yep. with Madison and or Chandler, what, what's key to making sure defenses respect the play pass now that Dalvin has departed. Yeah, you got to still be able to run the football. And, and part of marrying the run and the pass is being efficient and, and, and getting, you know, moving the rock forwards on all downs. Keeps you in manageable down and distances where the whole playbook can be open. And uh, there's, there's no such thing as a bad uh, play call on second and five, second and four. Uh, you can run it, you can throw it, you can screen, you can move the quarterback off the spot, whatever you need to do. But the starting point is, uh, you know, the best play passes in our league uh, come by putting defenders in conflict. Hey, I'm a linebacker, safety, I'm responsible for this gap. That gap being threatened in the run game, if I don't activate to go try to make a tackle, mm. um, normally uh, ends in, a, in an efficient run. And then uh, what happens off of that is the, is the beauty of coaching and trying to design plays to fill the, the voids and vacancies that guys being responsible for two things at once um, tend to struggle with on defense sometimes. But the key is forcing defenses to feel like they've got to activate front structures and coverages to defend the run and then ultimately try to you know, take advantage of that in the pass game and uh, what it will do for our receivers and a guy like TJ Hawkinson to have not only a run game going, but the multiple looks we can provide with CJ in the game, with Josh Oliver, maybe both those guys in the game with TJ. Um, all while keeping number 18 on the field as well is a pretty good well, thing. Well, I mean, that right there, I'm just, you know, I have kind of a major obsession until we start playing the games and seeing how this thing's going to work. No, you don't. I've well, never noticed that. Well, because there's so much new, again, 12 personnel, uh, which would be two tight ends <laughs> and a running back, Hawkinson and Oliver, yep. which technically can be 13 personnel, extra receiver, Hawkinson as a receiver-ish yep. tight end, and Oliver. I mean, it's a pick-your-poison here, isn't it? Yeah, As a play caller, you have to love that. It, it allows us to make people defend more gaps. And, and what I mean by that is the more big bodies you have, uh, the more combinations and different run schemes you can run, all while still using the skill sets of all of those players mm. in the pass game and, and using uh, the ebbs and flows of a game and, and how people want to try to defend you. Uh, it makes it hard to just hone in on 11 personnels. Hey, there's three wide receivers out there. Let's play personnel like this. Let's play coverage to JJ like this. Uh, we just make it a little bit harder on our opponents to carry over multiple facets of the game plan. And, and ultimately what you hope is as your, your comfort level as an offense continues to rise with, you know, week in and week out, how you want to play the game, carrying certain things over, making them start out looking the same, but they end up being different. Mm. All those things tie into our overall f offensive philosophy, but there are no rules to say that you have to have three wide receivers on yeah. the field or you, you're not allowed to have three tight ends yeah. or two tight ends and a fullback. And all of those things allow us to have the mentality of being physical, uh, wanting to run the football uh, with all the merit 
bridge of the run in the past that we can do from there. Well, I mean, the complimentary aspect of football is so beautiful because, like, you, you sign TJ or you trade for TJ last year. All right, TJ's good. But let's not forget what's going to open up for Jefferson, who hadn't had a receiving touchdown in like a month and a half. Yep. Then from FedEx on, he takes off. Same thing with Oliver complimenting the running game, uh, the type of personnel that, that you want to use. So, I mean, you, you can sign Oliver and see two career touchdowns, third round San Jose State tight end. There's so much more in the ultimate team game, right? Yeah, and it's just, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I've just noticed over time is on those early downs, if you can uh, force people to have to, you know, decide, uh, you know, the pick your poison mentality, um, nine times out of 10 people in this league are not gonna allow Justin Jefferson to just go out there and get 70 snaps versus single coverage. We know that, but how can we use that information to our advantage or at least gain subtle advantages here and there with how we deploy the other other 10 guys on the field yeah. um, that's really what we've tried to focus on and and being multiple is great but it only matters if your players can handle it and, and handle all the different facets of our offense that way and, and that's what the offseason and training camp has really been all about and, and I feel like our preparation to this point both from a mentality standpoint but also from a schematic standpoint of guys having true ownership of what we're trying to do um, I feel really good about it. Uh, like I said, we're going to roll it out there uh, and see what happens at, at noon on Sunday. But um, what I'm most confident about is our ability to hopefully start fast and then be able to build as the season goes on um, with a lot of things we've got up our sleeve. All right, last one. And uh, with the home crowd at U.S. Bank Stadium, we've talked about it a zillion times. On third down call, red zone call, when, when Baker and their offense is on the field. But really, they can impact the totality of the yep. game by being less loud longer you know what I mean I do and I, I think it's just such a huge thing for our fans to know um when you're running a check defense, which a lot of times we're going to be uh, doing things based upon what we see the presentation of the offense is trying to do pre-snap. And when we check, more than likely in this league, the offense is going to try to check. So that could be first and ten to start a drive. That can be, you know, a second and seven in the middle of a drive. Uh, but our fans understanding we've got the best home environment in the National Football League, uh, that doesn't need to just be on third down. That doesn't just need to be with the game on the line in the red zone. Um, we need them each and every snap, uh, knowing that they truly can be that 12th man type of impact for our defense, especially with how we want to play schematically. It all works together, and, and our fans play a huge role in it. Make some memories this year. Appreciate it, Pete. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, X's and O's, is underway. Keenan McCardell, wide receivers coach, to chat about Jordan Addison and more when we return to the KFAM Minnesota Vikings. Fan, the fan. to X's and O's, a very special guest set to join us, uh, courtesy of the Minnesota Lottery. And by the way, anything can happen when you say, I'm in, while playing the new Viking Scratch game. Uh, learn more at mnlottery.com. And also, score big with tailgate spices. Try Skull Seasoned Salt, Personal Fowl Chicken, Kale Mary Vegetable, and more. The Taste of Victory is at tailgatespice.com. Keenan McCardell, wide receivers coach for the Minnesota Vikings, Super Bowl champion back in the day with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, joins us. And uh, we welcome you to X's and O's. I know you're excited to play the Buccaneers off the preseason training camp and everything. How do you like your room? I mean, these rooms are ever-changing, uh, but how do you like your room overall? I, I like my room a lot. I think... Uh 
we're pretty diverse in talent-wise, uh, guys that can do different things, uh, which makes it very fun for me to be able to uh, put those type of guys out there, guys that are that can be physical, guys that can be finesse, you know, so it's a good mixture for my room. Uh, what, uh, what potentially is special about Jordan Addison? You know, I think he's a... Um, a very, very good route runner for for a rookie receiver. I think he understands how to set DBs. Uh, he has great spatial awareness uh, when running routes. Uh, I think uh, he attacks the ball really well. So I think uh, people are going to be surprised about how aggressive he is to the to the catch point. You know, being for a lot of people is talking about his size, yeah. but. He's a really aggressive guy with his hands to the catch point. Uh, you know, the thing about what we always work on is, is uh, making contested catches, you know, catching through contact. So, you know, live bullets are going, going to be happening on Sunday, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, Keenan, they, they, last year really with Darius Slay, you know, before you guys got Hawkinson, they started jacking up J.J. at the line a little bit, and that was a legitimate transition for him, which is going to happen young in, in a great player or any player's career. I understand that. But, uh, but just as a coach, do, do, how do you and or Justin combat that, knowing that it's coming again this year? First and foremost, you got to be ready for it because of a player of his talent. People are going to try to double you, take you out of the game. They feel like being physical with, with him is a, is a way to take him out of his game. So first and foremost, mentally, you got to be ready for it. Yep. Uh, on the coaching side, we got to be able to help him move him around, you know, put him in motion, uh, get him off the ball to be able to uh, create things, put him on the side with the tight end. So, you know, it's, it's hard to roll 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 up against him. So. You know that's how we got to fix it uh, as a coaching as as a coaching staff. But but Justin understands that you know he is who he is, and people are going to play him the way that way to stop him to keep him out of the passing game. Did did he build up his upper body in the offseason? I know. I mean, KJ Osborne came back with a barrel chest, looked like a different guy. But JJ built up too, didn't he? Yeah, he looks he looks a lot bigger. You know, he's uh he's ready for it. You know, I mm -hmm. think. Uh, he wants to add to the season that he had last year and you know, get even better than what he had last year. We we talked about that and uh you know, it just takes one one game at a time and uh let's see where we go from there. Uh, Keenan McCardell, Minnesota Vikings wide receivers coach, is our guest on X's and O's, courtesy of the Minnesota Lottery. Brandon Powell is new. He has one uh, punt return touchdown in his career. Happened to come against the Minnesota Vikings a couple of years ago. And um, bringing efficiency and responsibility to the punt return game obviously is important, but he plays receiver too. With, with Brandon, is he like a trick in a Ray game? Where you can just like drop him in and like fake the jet, do the jet, run out of the backfield, little scat plays. I mean, this seems like a lot you can do with him. Yeah, he, it's a lot you can do with him because he's a former running back that's playing receiver. So he has that toughness that you like about him uh, where you can put him in and do a lot of jet sweeps, bubbles to him. Uh, but what I love about Brandon is that he's... He's bought into being a receiver. You know, I'm just not the the trick, as everybody would say, the the gadget player. I mean, he's bought into being a receiver. He brings a lot of toughness to our room, which I love, uh, especially in the run game. And then you see him get open with his with his quickness and uh, ability to separate. So, you know, he's a guy that that people have to look 
look for. You know, he's probably going to surprise a lot of people early because they're not looking for that. Well, he's but, fast. But he he plays fast and he plays physical. Yeah, and 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 in closing here, you with the Buccaneers, O two and O three. You know, you you were with Cleveland longer, and it's always going to be special the team that brings you in. You were with Jacksonville longer than the two with Tampa Bay, and you were with San Diego longer before you finished uh, in Washington. Yet the two years in Tampa Bay because of winning the Super Bowl, though that probably la left the most lasting impression, right? I did because I had, you know, when you put together a team like we put together, that those friendships never leave. I mean, mm -hmm. we're always a part of something, and uh, we'll always be the world champions of 2002. You know, yeah. and, and that's the thing that that a lot of people are striving to get. We got it in Tampa. Uh, things that you know, I talk about to my to our group about that, you know, when you win a championship, those friendships, those bonds stay there forever, and they will always stay there forever. Do you ever uh, bring your ring into the wide receiver's room? Because now, with Brandon, you got competition. Yeah, I got competition. he has a ring. He got a ring. I got competition, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't bring it in. I mean, we talk about it, uh, you know. We get to that that week. I might bring it in, you know. Get if yeah. we get to the Super Bowl week, I'll bring it right. in and say, "This is what we plan for." Yep. You know, I always tell them the Lombardi trophies. We always have that in in a in a PowerPoint. That's what we that's what we're playing for. So if I we get there the week before, you know that ring, that ring will be there. What uh, lastly, uh, because he played here and he's such a nice man, Brad Johnson. What what was it like playing with Brad? I mean, he, you know, going right hash, left boundary might not happen. Might not have been the greatest outside of the numbers guy ever, but he was a winner and he was calm. Yes, he was a, a great leader. He was calm. He kept everybody composed, and uh, he was a composer back there where he keeps everybody calm. You know, if he if he was throwing it outside the numbers, he would tell you about where he's going to throw it, and you as a receiver had to make that adjustment. And me and him had it had it had it uh, working out perfectly because he would say, "Hey, I'm throwing it about 15 yards, two yards on the sideline." Just, just cut that, cut that route down a little bit for me. And I did, and we caught. I caught a lot of balls from Brad, and yeah. I love him to death, man. He's, he's my, he's my bull, including two catches and two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Uh, really, really happy to catch up with you. Best of luck to you guys this year. Excellent work as usual, and uh, God bless. All right. Thank you, PA. Keenan McCardell, wide receivers coach for the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm Paul Allen. Thank you for listening to X's and O's, a Curly Harris production here at Twin Cities Orthopedics Performance Center. And we also thank Eric Nordquist with KFAM. I'm Paul Allen. Vikings and Bucks, Sunday at noon on the KFAN Minnesota.